0: Mission. Hello and welcome to the 19.9 podcast. This is a special bonus edition. We're talking what you need to know, Maryland basketball. If you're a diehard, you already live and die with each game and probably know much of the legacy. But for fans of hardwood history who may not know that Juan Dixon came to College Park weighing 140 pounds or that Len Bias might have been better than Michael Jordan at one point, this is what you need to know the Design for the design element, let's throw it to Josh talking on Friday's podcast about some of the design elements incorporated into the 199 shorts and shirts. Maryland Terrapins College Vault team here. Kind of exciting to say, it feels good to say it that.
1: was a very exciting 35 minutes down here. <laughs> <laughs> very... oh God,
0: I bet <laughs> you guys put, putting stickers on each other.
1: Vault, college vault. <laughs> no, it was wild, man. It was uh, it was fast and furious, and it's gone. Um, I, I really needed these Maryland. O two shorts, <laughs> like I really, really needed them, <laughs> and then I forgot to pull a pair for myself, what? and they're all gone. <laughs> oh, uh, ouch. Which is cool. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'd rather you. somebody else have them. Yeah. But uh, and then the Lynn Bias era. Um, yellow shorts came in and i'm like <laughs> i like these more than the o2s <laughs> like this there's something about that yellow yeah. with that i was um, trying to think of a like a uh way
0: to describe the color it's almost like a molten because it's yellow i'm a little back and forth on but it's almost like a molten
1: yellow, i agree like, a, like the sun i agree got a cool yeah. quality to it that it just like really, i really pops i'm super pumped for everybody to get them in hand that ordered them because yeah. they look better in hand even they look even better in hand than they do uh, through our imagery. And The team. First known as the Old Liners, they adopted the name Terrapins in the
0: 1930s. Louis Bozy Berger, who was named All-American to the All-American teams both seasons, was their first star player. And during the initial, uh, was part of the initial run as the Terrapins the coaches, the eras. The 1950s began with a new head coach leading the way, Bud Milliken, a disciple of legendary coach Henry Iba. Milliken's emphasis on defense and fundamentals would quickly become hallmarks of the program over the next two decades. Maryland quickly reeled off seven straight winning seasons under Milliken. From 1953 to 54, the team joined North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, Wake Forest, Virginia, Clemson, and South Carolina and leaving the SOCON for the newly formed ACC. The team remained only the second school outside of North Carol- the North Carolina Big Four, Duke, UNC, North Carolina State, and Wake Forest, to consistently field competitive teams. The Lefty Drizell era. In 1969, Charles Lefty Drizell was hired by the University of Maryland. During his introductory press conference, he made the bold statement that he wanted to make Maryland the UCLA of the East. At Maryland, Drizell began the now nationwide tradition of midnight madness. We talked about this at an, on an early episode earlier episode of the podcast, explaining that the longstanding NCAA rules determined that college basketball teams were not permitted to practice until October 15th. Drizel traditionally began the first practice with a requirement that players would run a mile in six minutes, found that players were too fatigued to uh, to effectively uh, practice immediately afterwards. So he held a one-mile run at the track around Bird Stadium where there was a crowd of a thousand fans that gathered after, le- after learning of the unorth- or unorthodox practice sessions. And the event soon became tradition and built the excitement for the college basketball season. The Gary Williams era. After directing Maryland to its first national championship, Gary Williams, class of 68, in his 14th season as head coach of his alma mater, was heralded as the 2002 Atlantic Coach Conference Coach of the Year and showered with numerous regional and national coaching accolades. Williams is one of just 10 active coaches in America to boast a national title. He's become the sixth winningest coach in ACC history after transforming the Maryland program into one of the nation's most formidable and building a Baltimore, D.C. area following that has consistently resulted in sellout crowds, With consecutive trips to the Final Four, the school's first national crown, 21 consecutive weeks in the USA Today, ESPN Top 10, and the school's first number one ranking, Williams has constructed the most prominent era in Maryland basketball history, just in time for the program's move to their state-of-the-art 17,000-seat Comcast Center. He's the sixth basketball coach since 1980 to guide his alma mater to the Final Four and the first since 1974 to guide them to a national title. He's one of only 10 active coaches to both an, a national championship. This is, of course, in 2002. He was one of only two active coaches and just the 12th overall to guide his alma mater to two Final Four appearances. He's only the eighth to guide his alma mater to consecutive Final Fours and the first since Houston's Guy Lewis. He won 17% 70% of his NCAA tournament appearances while at Maryland and ranks eighth among active coaches in the NCAA tournament winning percentage overall and ninth in wins with 23. Gary Williams maryland legend the players gary and lefty's pro picks could be an entire edition but i'm going to list some of the names to know and pause on a couple to highlight because they're integral to these 99 releases chris wilcox lonnie baxter joe smith steve blake jalen smith grievous vasquez juan dixon Juan Dixon was an All-American shooting guard and among the most dynamic scorers and all-around players in the country. Rated as the nation's top one or two shooting guards by multiple preseason publications prior to leading Maryland to the Final Four in 2001. He spent his second year as a preseason con- candidate for the Naismith Wooden Award. He's a slashing scorer who created off the dribble and made opportunities for himself and his teammates. He described he was described by his teammates as fearless and the first Terp since Joe Smith and just the fifth overall to earn ACC first-team honors back-to-back seasons and he became the only Terrapin besides John Lucas to earn first-team distinctions in three consecutive seasons he also became the only Terp besides Lucas ever to lead Maryland in scoring three straight seasons he led them his sophomore year with 18 18.2 as a sophomore and junior and led the ACC in steals with 2.7 and 2.6 steals respectively in each of those seasons He became just the fourth player in ACC history to lead the circuit in steals for three straight seasons. He enters his senior campaign 615 points short of the Maryland career scoring record. He would become the only ACC player besides Rhodes ever to record 100 steals in a season after making 95 and 96 thefts each of the last two years. He needed 43-point field goals to break the record for that as well. He never fouled out in 105 career games. This is what Gary Williams said on Dixon. Well, everybody knows Juan's story by now, but what I like about Juan is that he's not satisfied. He's already won a tremendous amount of awards, but what's great is watching him score against the teams whose defense is really geared to stop him. It's just incredible. His play in big games is great because there's some guys who can score a lot of points, but when it comes to big games, they may not want to take the big shot. The thing I like most about Juan is that he has no fear of anybody and, and plays that way. He's not afraid to place himself in pressure situations. He's one of the most positive players I've coached in terms of staying with his shot during slumps or setbacks that get in his way. He's very resilient. The Final Four MVP, Juan Dixon, had 155 points in the tourney run, the ninth highest figure in tournament history. His five steals against Indiana were the most in a title game since 1990. The Dixon and Baxter duo is the highest scoring team tandem in NCAA history to win a championship and the 12th, 12th highest scoring duo of all time, the lefty era players, Len Elmore, John Lucas, Albert King, Tom McMillan, Walt Williams, Buck Williams. And in 1974, lefty had signed the best, the best college prospect of his career, future Hall of Famer Moses Malone. Who opted to skip college and go straight to the pros? What a what a catch that would have been. Len Bias, a preseason All-American selection, Len entered his senior year for the Terps and Dryzel as one of the nation's top players. Coaches and other experts believed that last year's ACC Player of the Year would have another brilliant season playing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> A definite high pick in the NBA draft if he had gone early, based on last year's accomplishments. Bias had actually caught the attention of the basketball world during his sophomore year, with a fantastic season that climaxed in his brilliant performance in the ACC tournament. He led the Terps with his dominating play in the ACC title, giving Dreisel his first championship in his 15 years at Maryland. For his awesome three-point game display, he was the unanimous selection as the most valuable player of the tournament by the co- by the eight coaches. He was also the unanimous choice for ACC all-tournament team. In the title game against Duke, he had a game-high and career-high 26 points as he hit 12 of 17 from the floor. He also had... 18 rebounds and 7 assists and played in all but 5 minutes in the 3 games And that was one of the things we talked about on Friday's edition is that he was like Michael Jordan with a jump shot in college now I'm not saying he would have continued to go up but he's definitely a college player worth remembering worth talking about worth watching highlights of the wins one shining moment Terrapins played in what many consider to be the greatest Atlantic Coast Conference game in history and one of the greatest college basketball games Games ever, The game was instrumental in forcing the expansion of the NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Championships, thus allowing for at-large bids and in the inclusion of more than one team per conference. That Maryland team with six future NBA draft picks is considered by many to be the greatest team that wasn't in the NBA tur- NCAA tournament. Talk about a bubble team. In 2001, they made the Final Four but lost to Duke in heartbreaking fashion as Duke stormed back with a 23-12 run to down. On the Terrapins. Next year came their vengeance, the 2002 National Championship. Maryland is the only program to advance to the NCAA Elite Eight in each of the past two seasons prior to their championship year. The Terps are one of just seven schools to appear in each of nine straight NCAA tournaments since 1994. Maryland won at least 25 games in each of the past four seasons. They were 54-5 and five at home since 1999. Maryland played its final game at Cole Fieldhouse while clinching the ACC regular season title and com- p- completed the undefeated home schedule. The win streaks carried into the Comcast Center. 18 straight home wins, 10 straight ACC home home, home wins, and 84 consecutive non-conference home wins. The longest streak in the country. The future, the Big Ten, the new world, the Mark Turgeon era. Well, this year's team, I'm sure it's tough to watch after the possibility of last year's team was washed away by the pandemic. Mark Turgeon remains an elite coach. Stock up now on gear and cheer them while they're down. It will earn you your true fan stripes. If you're feeling blue, watch some of that glorious 2002 run. Thank you for listening to the 19.9 podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do. And while you're at it, leave us a rating or review. It helps keep us going. We also have links to all of 99 social media so you never miss a release. Until next time.